This is Sarah the Rebel, and you're listening to the MonsterCast. Hello, fellow adventurers. Welcome to the MonsterCast. I'm your host, Jack Dahl Jr., joined by Ryan Dahl, of course. Uh, you've got... What the fuck was that? What? Fellow adventurers. <laughs> that was a, uh inside joke with one of our listeners... Uh, he has a YouTube channel where he does goes on different trails and stuff, and that's how he starts out his show. So I figured he'd get oh. a kick out of that. So okay. anyway, <laughs> uh, it's like anyway. I hope that's not a we're not doing that forever. Tales. <laughs> no, that's his thing. That it makes a lot more sense on his channel than it does ours. But anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, welcome to the Monster Guest, uh, <laughs> Jack Doll Jr., Ryan Doll here. Um, lot to cover because we, of course because of the hurricane. Of course I couldn't do the show apparently that's a uh repeating theme this year for 2020 and apparently we're supposed to get another one either monday or tuesday so go ahead and get the show in before it's going to be three weeks um okay so AEW wins back on the winning ways after four weeks off of competition between AEW and nxt and uh what's funny to me after I go through these numbers, which was AEW eight eighty six and NXT six eighty nine, so now AEW is up thirty six eight and one um overall since the beginning of their Yeah, but uh, it's, not, it's not a it's not a it's not a it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. Um <laughs> Well even If this mar- was a fucking marathon, I think he's lapped you. Yeah, a well even times even and... marathons have to end at some point. Right. Um <clears throat> But I thought it was funny because when we last talked on the show, or actually it might not have even been on the show because, like we said, I didn't have one last week. So I don't really know what was said because you know me and you text back and forth sometimes about – and usually it's about wrestling or whatever. So I'm kind of fuzzy on if it made a made an episode or not. But remember I texted you and said that I don't think that they should move NXT to Tuesday because if they do, they'll be too close in the ratings to Raw and SmackDown because we already saw that they drew a million – without competition in in four weeks in less than four weeks actually they drew a million okay oh you're, so, you're saying that so I, you would keep nxt on wednesday just just to, to yes exactly because of the stations that are fox and usa especially fox because they have no problem whatsoever pulling anything um canceling anything uh if they're out there looking at aw getting Numbers that are in the key demos destroying yours, which is the 18 to 49. Now, the funny thing I noticed is that Jericho was on, I guess he was doing his Saturday night special thing or something, and he said the exact same thing I said. That I said days ago, weeks ago, whenever the hell it was that I texted you. Jericho just said it this last Saturday on his little show, the exact same thing. He said it would be smart for NXT to stay on Wednesday because if they get off a of Wednesday, they're done. So I agree with that totally. I mean, here's here's that though. Like, even if they get off of Wednesday and they go to Tuesday, there's there's two things about that that come to mind. A, that's not gonna be a WWE call. That's gonna be a USA Network call. And if they're looking at the numbers from these past few weeks, it's pretty undeniable. That NXT does do better in 18 to 49 when they're not going head to head with AEW, which makes sense because even I, on Tuesday night, I was like, oh yeah, NXT's tonight, and you know AEW's not. I'll check that out live. I've never, I never check it out live. I really don't. I always watch AEW first, but because they're on a different night, 
And because I wasn't doing anything at work, I was like, all right, well, I'll just I'll turn that on and have it on in the background and I'll pay attention to that instead. So it does help with their demos to be on a different night. So that's not all WWE's call to make. The network is also looking at that and saying, yeah, you know, well, obviously, if we take that off that night, then it makes AEW look better, blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, we're undeniably getting better ratings in our target demographic when we run on Tuesdays. And that'll make that ad space more valuable to sell. But here's the thing so, about that. Here's the thing about that counter argument is that a WWE doesn't care about NXT. USA cares about uh, Raw way more than they do NXT as well. So if you have NXT NXT move off and AEW is now they already surpassed NXT, right? So it don't matter where you put NXT at this point. It's not between them anymore if you move them. You get what I'm saying? It now becomes Raw versus AEW versus SmackDown. And if USA is losing that Raw 18 of 49 on a weekly basis to AEW, I understand that it's not head to head, but you cannot just ignore those numbers. That's where it comes into play. You are still taking, even though slightly, we already know the numbers to 1849 is still slightly, you're still taking numbers away from AEW if you go to head-to-head to head to head with them with NXT, a brand that Vince McMahon clearly does not care about. The question there is, do we not already has, – has almost a year of this not already established that the people that are watching Raw and SmackDown on Mondays and Fridays – whether they watch AEW or NXT on Wednesday does not impact whether or not they ha, impact does not impact whether or not they watch Raw on on Monday or SmackDown on Friday. Like them watching AEW exists independently of that. So to say that not running NXT and AEW head to head anymore is somehow going to negatively impact Raw and SmackDown doesn't really make sense to me because yes, AEW will will have better ratings numbers, but because they're not head to head and because they've already existed at the same time forever, I don't think that that really has any sort of impact on Raw and SmackDown specifically during those nights. All I think it does is it's going to further legitimize AEW in their own numbers, but I don't think that it hurts Raw or SmackDown numbers in any way. I think it will hurt Raw and SmackDown numbers in the 18 to 49 the range. The network's going to look here's at a, that. Not only a, that, but also... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, between that and between them, the, the network obviously saying, yeah, we get better numbers in this Target demo when we're on a different night. I think that really the biggest threat here is not whether or not WWE wants to do it at all. It's whether or not uh usa is like yeah we're gonna put them on a different night so they can get more viewers so that we can sell more expensive advertising it doesn't matter about raw numbers because raw numbers really shouldn't change the people that are gonna watch raw are gonna watch raw regardless of what night AEW is on or whether or not it's head-to-head -head. but here's the thing with when when they went to smackdown what they're what they came out with in the press release was that you know how many homes fox is in right in what universe did they think that their 18 to 49 numbers were going to go up because they went to Fox when everyone in the fucking world has Fox? All right. So all you're gaining is more old people because more old people will have Fox and not like the USA Network, for instance, which is what it used to be on. There's a lot of old people that still to this day, even though it is quite mind boggling to us, do not have the USA Network, have antenna cable. And have, like, just your regular fucking, you know, 12 channels. Like, no joke. There's a lot out there still. 
So all they did was boost up their 50-plus thing, if anything, not their fucking 18 to 49. Their 18 to 49 on Raw has not taken a uh, a significant jump or a significant increase at all since they've gone to uh, Fox. In fact, their numbers have been slowly declining ever since their first show on Fox uh, in October of last year. Yeah, but what's that got to do with AEW and NXT being on different nights? I'm just saying, if NXT goes to a different... If they and if NXT goes to Tuesday or whatever fucking other day they want to go to that are they are not unopposed or that they are now unopposed on, mm-hmm. AEW's eighteen to forty nine is going to climb, 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 climb. Their overall is going to climb, climb, climb. Raw is going to get canceled. I mean, not Raw, Raw, Raw but not Raw, not Raw. Fox will cancel SmackDown. I mean, so, so it's beneficial for WWE to keep NXT. On Wednesday to slow no, no. those numbers down so that right. their other two you... shows don't look like shit. Why would SmackDown? Okay, if SmackDown's going to cancel, or if if sorry, if Fox is going to cancel SmackDown, that's not going to have anything to do with what AEW is doing. It's going to be we signed this contract and the numbers you're, aren't you're as not, good as yeah, we thought they were. No, no, no. So they're not understanding. NXT not. NXT on to on Wednesday. Slows down AEW's momentum. Whether we want to agree with it or not, you can't say that they're not taking numbers away. They hit a million, then they just had probably their best episode ever of Dynamite, and they still only got 886,000, which would have easily been another million show. So NXT is taking viewers away from AEW. If NXT moves from that spot, AEW is now better and doing better numbers than Raw and SmackDown, which means Fox will drop SmackDown, which does hurt Doing better numbers doesn't... I mean, fucking... Guy Fieri does better numbers than NXT. Like, who cares? That's not. Uh, that's not. That's not how networks decide. But they're not going head to head with something. Guy Fieri. They're going head to head with AEW. Um, they are going head to head with Guy Fieri. Guys, yeah. guys, grocery games. Yes, they are. It's on Wednesdays. No, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what they're going head to head against. You're in the market of wrestling. Your your main concern is the other company. They don't give a shit. I promise yes, they, they do. don't give a shit. Yes, they, they really WWE don't. WWE does. That's the whole point. No, I know WWE cares. But Fox doesn't. Fox is not looking at AEW doing better numbers than Fox ain't trying Smackdown. to get fucking Guy Fieri's show on fucking. You're missing the point. Friday Fox night at fucking 8 p.m. I promise you. Fox does not give a shit what AEW does for their numbers on Wednesdays because there's nothing that. I didn't Fox say Fox does. is looking at AEW's numbers. That's not what I said. Fox is not well, looking at their numbers right now. Okay. But if NXT goes to Tuesday that... and AEW is doing fucking 18 of 49 way fucking bigger numbers than SmackDown is on Fox, then they will look at them and it'll be like a TNN situation back in the day when they dropped ECW and fucking picked up WWE because they knew it was a better fucking program as far as numbers yeah, go. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Because I didn't say it... they could get them. I'm saying that would be their thought process. Let's say a third company comes in there. Let's say Impact's fucking thing is ready to go well let's say it nwa is ready to get back into it and looking for a national channel you don't think these guys will take that chance knowing what AEW did yeah i don't um no, I, do. I, I think i do think they would i think wwe is in major trouble if they try to move nxt off of wednesday night yeah and go i don't unopposed to um, AEW. i think i think they're just already in major trouble and that's going to be irrelevant because uh, well, okay that's what i'm saying regardless they could of... slow down the process that's my point that's regardless what that's what they what could do. Cause I agree, they're in trouble regardless because you see the contrast in difference of these shows being produced right now is ridiculous. It's not even it's fucking night and day. Yeah. Like I don't even want to watch Raw and SmackDown, dude. That fucking Thunderdome shit is garbage to me. 
Yeah, I don't, it's who it's wastes that much money to fucking put that together, and then you got AEW over here with fans in the audience. So you'd rather build and spend all that money right. and let go of all these people and build this stupid thing and then pipe in noise instead Not of having that. a fucking outside venue like AEW does, which you can find in Florida, and just Not fucking have fifteen percent of people in there and actually make real noise. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. I'd rather watch the fucking performance center shit when they had the just the other wrestlers in there making noise, honestly. Thunderdome is terrible to me. Yeah, I it's very off putting to watch. I not not to get straight into politics ten minutes into our two weeks off show, but watching New Japan last night, man, and seeing that now in let, other before, countries Okay, I understand you're you're probably not gonna talk about the actual show, but we're not talking about the actual show from last night. No, the no. only the only one we're gonna mention obviously is night one of G one later. But night yeah. two is technically within this week, so we're gonna save it for right. okay. No, I'm right, not go. talking about any there was a classic there was a classic last night. There was that, a couple. That will be in my top five probably easily, unless AEW has a, some fucking miraculous show again two weeks in a row. But I promise you they got a classic last night, and if you haven't watched the show yet, I strongly suggest you go watch that show because it's the only thing that's rivaled AEW show. And that's coming from somebody that I think Block B got shafted compared to Block A, but they put on a sweet show last night. Well, the, the or this last morning, two whatever. in that block apparently thought otherwise. Um, they said, fuck you, we're the best block. Um, well, they're still not the best block to me overall, sorry. Yeah, it's not. But it was they had a really good showing. But point... Ultimately being the whole reason I brought up New Japan is watching New Japan last night, for those that don't follow it, New Japan has regular, normal-ass shows now. Their entire audience is there. There's no skipping seats. Everybody's sitting right beside each other. Everybody's still wearing masks, but they did that pre-pandemic. And what did, you yes. really notice, trying to watch shit like the Thunderdome or trying to watch these 15% capacity shows for AEW and then watching New Japan is you realize what a difference having competent fucking leadership in your government can make because they're back to normal. They're completely fucking fine. Competent leadership and competent population. Yeah, that doesn't... Oh, it's a hoax. <laughs> I saw on I saw on the Alex Jones that it's just yeah. a way to make us wear masks to subjugate us. What? All, what? The, all the old people out there that are scared to go out but still refuse to wear masks as well. Or say that ma wear a mask is dumb, but you're still scared to go out. Well, then clearly you believe that it's real. So you know it, posting it all these morbid, shit. But one of my one of my favorite fucking things right now is seeing and you know I don't I'm I'm never like celebrating anybody dying, but one of the funniest fucking things to me right now is when people die from COVID, and then you go scroll back through their fucking Facebook timeline, and you see that they're oh it's a hoax. I'm not falling for this dumb shit. It's all overblown. Blah 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 blah. And then Last couple weeks. Oh, rest in peace. We're so sorry. We miss you. Yeah, fucking idiot. Yeah, and like, you got, and then you got the people that the people that I can't stand are the people that help people think that way by just not reading articles, reading a headline, and reposting it like it's real, and not understanding that most of this shit comes from fake ass news sites or satire news sites or anything like that. But if it's on Facebook, it's fucking gospel, bro. It's the truth. We gotta repost it. Everybody. Raise your fucking pitchforks up and your fucking fire torches, and let's go in there and tell them we're not wearing masks. Fucking yep. idiots. Yep, and we've 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 passed two hundred thousand deaths at this point, and, and y'all still, still want to fuck it's around. It's still weird to me that all the people that have gotten it and all the people that have died, 
there's still people out there because they don't know someone personally that got it and passed away, or they know somebody that got it and pa and passed it and recovered fully and never shown any signs that that it's gotta be fake. So yeah, so like, it's getting to the point now where you literally have to know someone that dies for you to fucking change your mind. Like, hey man, this shit's real. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's it's bad, dude, and it's. It's just such an obvious disparity watching New Japan shows now and, and then watching AEW, and it's just like, huh, well, that's uh, that's interesting. You know, the state of Ohio has more cases total than all of Canada right and now. You know what? And and we everybody gives a shit ton of garbage to Trump, as they should, and I do on this situation too. But I will say that in the back of my mind, I don't think it would have mattered if it was Obama being president or anybody else. The population, you still would have had those people out there saying, oh, I'm not wearing a mask. It doesn't matter oh. who the president would have been at the time, but he did not help the situation either. But I'm just saying, in the back of but, my head, I yes. know for a so, fact that that still would have happened regardless. People I would agree, have been like, but no. here's, here's the difference, is that I, I honestly think that Trump was in a better position to stop it because you have those people that listen to him so fucking like yeah. like he's fucking gospel. Yeah, cult leader, yeah. So, yeah, they're literally in a goddamn death cult, and they don't understand. Like, if you look at the – if you look at, like, the 14 points of fascism or you look at any of the, the list of cult – like uh, traits. Yeah, it's it's so one to one that it's fucking scary. Oh, speaking of, and why, they don't, why we're already yeah. on this? Why we're on this? Because I don't want to get back into it later. Obviously, uh, I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but dumb tweet of the week goes out to Flip Gordon. Congratulations, oh, congratulations, Damn. Flip Gordon. Um, I have an autograph from you from Pro Wrestling Tees that now I instantly regret from my Pro Wrestling crate or whatever. The hell was that? Did you get cut? Did he get cut? Yeah, I think he got cut. I'm here. Oh, well, you're making a bunch of weird noises, so I don't know. No. Bunch of weird Skype no. noises coming out of my thing. All right. Uh, so anyway, so if you have Flip Gordon, you are uh, the dumb tweet of the week. And if, if you need to see what I'm talking about, I don't have it in front of me, and I'm not trying to get into it. They had a bunch of bunch of other wrestlers came out and gave him some savage beatdowns. It was great. He uh, posted a map of the. Oh United yeah, yeah, the, the wildfire Wildfires. thing. Yeah, yeah. And the wildfires, because it's the map of the United States wildfires, didn't show any of the fires that are happening in Canada right across the border. Or Mexico, so he posted yeah. this conspiracy theory level fucking brainlit moron post where he says, oh, isn't it curious how all the fires just stop at the border? Hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you look at a map of fucking United States, they all stop at the border, too, because it's a map of United States. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Yeah, it's good shit, dude. Good shit. And he's also he also is um Here's a map of cell towers in the United States. Isn't it curious how Canada doesn't have any cell towers? No, it's not. It's just that that's not what this map is showing. Yeah, yeah. And he's obviously an anti masker as well. He's on record of doing saying that. Um so he's an anti masker, he's a conspiracy theorist. Um he's former military, so I'm I mean I'm glad you served the country and everything, but they didn't have to brainwash you too, I guess. Uh as Pretty stupid it's, takes it's, for somebody that should should know better, honestly. Him and Jackson Riker and fucking uh, who else? The other person that we had, uh, Loki. Loki yeah. was on my oh. dumb tweet of the week one time. So, yeah. TJP is always uh, TJP is like that too. Well, shocking. But anyway, I thought yeah. well, some of my some of my favorite ones were I retweeted some of them. The responses. Um, there was two. There was, You're the dumbest person I know, and I know Oscar. Yeah, that one. That one was good. Who did that? Chase Owens? 
Was it Chase Owens or was it? No, uh, I, don't, I don't think it was Chase. Who was it? I have to go look. Shit. Now I gotta find it. Now I gotta find it. It's necessary. I need oh, to. Oh well. There's a while we're on politics. Chuck Taylor just tweeted, "Fuck Mitch McConnell. Makes me embarrassed to be from Kentucky." <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me go to my profile. Tweets, replies. Let's see. Let's see. Mark Haskins posted, this is the kind of dumb shit a no-mask-wearing flat-earther would say. And then David Finley was it who would, who posted it. David Finley is the one, but not the Chase Owens. But yeah. You're the dumbest person I know, and I know Osprey. That's good shit, dude. Those are two of my favorite replies right there. Um, so yeah. And I agree. So he gets the dumb tweet of the week um, while, while, while we're on it. All right, let's go to... Uh, yeah. Let's go to actually. Let's go to Raw. Let's start on Raw, even though we were talking about AEW and NXT, because AEW and NXT were actually good, so we're going to save that. But let's go to Raw. Cedric officially turns on Apollo and Ricochet, and then of course had the match with Ricochet um, on Raw this week. Uh, Retribution is back, and apparently a staple on Raw alone now, not SmackDown. And Mickey James, Mickey James had earned a shot at Oscar's Raw Women's Title, and then got screwed out of it by the referee. Um, well, she was already supposed to lose there. Yeah, okay, obviously, so we all for those know that she was supposed to lose. It. Come on now. No, no, she was supposed to lose in that hold. The problem is she was supposed to fight it for a bit and then tap, and then the ref just thought that she had, she was going to like instantly tap, so it made her look stupid. Um, so yeah, in that match, it make her look stupid because she never it. tapped. So she got it. I mean, she looks fine. The ref looks stupid. Oscar got Mickey into the into the Oscar lock, and that was the spot that was supposed to end the match. Um, but the ref immediately called for the bell when Mickey was going through the, like, she was supposed to try and struggle a little bit and then tap eventually. But it, everybody just looked confused and fucking irritated because the ref called for the bell early. So it was just a shit show. It was a good match up till that, though. Um, let's, um, there's not really anything I want to talk about on there. They're making Alistair Black look stupid. The reports are that Vince McMahon... Sees no money in Alistair Black and Andrade, so they're currently now being buried. Uh, Kevin Owens is taking out Alistair Black. You got Dabakato for fucking some reason taking out Alistair Black on Raw Underground. You got, and then you got Andre or Andre Andrade going to be getting taken out eventually by Angel Garza, who Vincent Man is high on because he thinks he's the next Eddie Guerrero. Which I do see similarities between him and Eddie Guerrero. Don't get me wrong, I love Angel Garza, but you're not telling me Andrade and fucking Alistair Black are not fucking money, dude. Yeah, that they're. It's just Vince being a dumb old man again. Um, you'd think you'd be used to it to the point where this doesn't surprise you, but if you don't think that Aleister Black can get over, like, you're fucking clueless. And Andrade, I know that his original problem with him was, oh, like, his English isn't good enough or whatever, yeah. but it's a lot better now. And but even he, if it weren't... You got Zelina Vega with you, though! So he's Zelina's a great on the mic, With a manager that can talk yeah. and knows how to wrestle like super fucking good. So no you've got to you got to stop the shit. You're you're talking about the same Vince McMahon that in His the early for that in, is so bad. Yeah, now it is. But listen, it yeah. even goes against what the fuck he did in his past that actually worked. You had eight goddamn different managers with fucking six different people in your fucking stables because they can't fucking talk. And now yeah. you're saying, oh, you can't talk yourself, even though you have a manager that can talk for you very well. You look better than the old wrestlers did that couldn't talk. You had fucking Hercules Hernandez with Bobby Heenan, and you were pushing him. And he couldn't talk, but he had Bobby Heenan with him. So he got pushed to the fucking moon. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? But you're telling me Andrade can't get pushed? 
George the Animal Steel literally couldn't talk. <laughs> Actually, George the Animal Steel was a fucking borderline genius in real life. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying, the character. But anyway, Kamala. Let's talk about Kamala, who recently passed yeah. away. R.I.P. Kamala. R Kamala, his character, literally, even if he couldn't talk anyway, right? He was like, I'm pretty sure he was from North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. But his whole character is he's the Ugandan uh, giant. So, of course, he's talking in tongues and shit. He's not even speaking fucking English. You got goddamn Harvey Whippleman and Kim Chi as his managers, and you push him to the moon all the way to get a title shot against Hulk Hogan. But you're telling me that Andrade is going to get buried because he can't speak English well enough for you. Really, yeah, dude? It's, it's so dumb. All right. So, anyway, that's it's fucking ridiculous. Um... Which is one of the reasons, well, that's actually one of the other reasons that people want managers to come back so bad, like the Paul Heymans and the fucking, uh, the Arn Anderson, the Tully Blanchards, the Jake the Snakes. And the funny thing is, they're actually kind of, in AEW, they're still with people that can actually still talk. I mean, they're not the greatest talkers, but they can still hold their own. It's not mm. like they're throwing Taz in there with somebody that can't talk at all. Um, but anyway, my point is, uh, the thing, the thing that would help WWE right now is more Paul Heyman's and more Zelina Vegas, because then those guys that can't talk, you're not putting them in uncomfortable situations, and they can focus more on the shit that they're good at so that they can give you a better product. And let the Paul Heymans of the world worry about the fucking interviews and shit and getting them over. Uh, You can't, I mean, okay, so let's say... Let's say Roman couldn't talk at all, and he's not the greatest talker, but let's say he couldn't talk at all, and you just kept pushing him down people's throat like Cena or whatever, and people just said, fuck this, I'm not watching this guy anymore. Now you put him with Paul Heyman. He doesn't have to say shit. He says his one or two lines, and that's it. Heyman takes over from there. Now he's fucking super over, whether it's heel or face, doesn't matter. Now he's super over. You're telling me you're not going to make more money with Roman Reigns based off his look and what he does in the ring and how Heyman puts him over? You're the one costing yourself money by fucking burying the people that have talent in the ring. It's mind-boggling. Uh, SmackDown, you got Bailey and Sasha continues, which is pretty much the main story on SmackDown, which I'm cool with. Uh, I assume that they're going to fight at Clash. Of Ch no, no, they're not. No, they're not, because Nikki Cross didn't Nikki Cross win the thing, right? Nikki Cross won the thing, so I think she's fighting Bailey again. So Bailey will uh, win that. Bailey will win that, and then. Uh, I guess Sasha and Bailey will be after that, probably Survivor Series, maybe? They're building for Survivor Series, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Uh, so that's still a slow burn storyline. Really, their only slow burn storyline in the whole company right now. Um... Can't really think well, of anything else on SmackDown to talk about. AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, and Jeff Hardy are doing the triple threat thing for the IC title. Big E. Big, Big E, but they're not really doing anything. He's kind of just... He's just kind of there. He's still on a single run... But he's still messing with, uh, was it Morrison? Morrison and Miz, right? Uh, Seamus, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seamus, too, yeah. Yeah, they're all kind of just there in the middle for Big E's single push. Which, you know, not the, not the worst it. It's not the worst idea because you got Roman going against fucking Jey Uso or whatever. Which is, honestly, did you see the did you see the promo package that, like, Heyman narrates or whatever? It's like four minutes long? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's good, but it's just it's that good. nobody has... I mean, this is like Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. But it it will work well to, you know... Establish him as a heel. 
Yes. Yes. Agreed. And it gives him a title defense. I agree with all that. Mm. And you're not pushing Big E right into the thing just to lose to Roman Reigns. Because if you're going to do this push with Big E, you eventually want it to culminate with him winning the title. So mm. I don't have a problem with how they're uh, stalling Big E's thing because Roman came back. As long as Big E is the one to take it off of Roman, I'm perfectly okay with how this is playing out currently. Um, yeah. And then, of course, uh, Alexa Bliss is in her little trance phase, um, being controlled by the Fiend still somehow. Um, and we're going to see where that goes, too. I'm, I mean, SmackDown actually overall be- is a better show to me than Raw right now. And it's yeah. not even really close, actually, to be, to be honest with you. You got the, yeah. you got the Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee stuff on Raw, which is fine. But you know it's ultimately Orton. So, I mean, I don't know where they're trying to go with that because you're not going to have two triple threats. It's just weird how they're doing stuff right now on Raw. I don't, not, I still hate Raw Underground. Ridiculous. You got the same dude that says Aleister Black and Andrade, he doesn't think can draw money and he's burying them, who were big Paul Heyman guys. Now Paul Heyman's not over there or in charge anymore. By the way, reports are that Raw is falling apart without Heyman. And instead, you're going to push Dominic and Davacato. Okay. Because that's money. Yeah, I don't get the Tabakato thing. Um, I do like what they're doing with the Hurt Business, though. Yeah, Hurt Business is probably the best part of Raw. Hurt Business yeah, and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, they're they're making them look good. Um, the I don't think it was last week, but the week before, where the show ended with uh, Retribution fucking up the McIntyre and... Um, Keith Lee. Keith Lee match, yeah. and then Retribution coming out to fight all of them. They look cool as shit. That was a really good segment for them. Um, I, I think putting Cedric with them works. Um, I think putting Apollo with them would have also worked, but Cedric is, Cedric probably needed it more because he's, he's got a really hard time standing out when he's not in two of five. Um, so putting him with them really makes sense. And I think Apollo, if they ever booked him right, he doesn't need a stable to look good. Like he's, if you go and look back at his, you know, Uha Nation days, like he can get over just fine, just on his his moveset and, like, overall charisma or whatever if they ever gave him the chance to do it. But Cedric is one of those dudes where, you know, I like I like watching him wrestle, but he doesn't really stand out. So putting him in the stable actually kind of works. So. All right, let's go to um, AEW NXT stuff. AEW, you got the Jericho Hager tag team formed a week before when we didn't have the show. They get a win. On that show, and then they get a win against uh, Private Party, which I thought was a great match. I think it made my top five this week. Um, a lot of AEW stuff made my top five this week because that that show was as good of a show as you could possibly have from beginning to end. And I think it was yeah. definitely the best Dynamite show so far. And if it's the best Dynamite show so far, then it's definitely better than anything Raw or SmackDown has produced in forever. Um, well, I, I would say that the um, the Ivalice. Thunder Rosa match was not. I loved it. But that Wait, was my top three on the female side. Bro, how? I I least was no selling shit and looking fucking bored. Like she was clear. Like she doesn't. She doesn't belong at all. I dis- like, I totally disagree. I think they were stiff shotting oh, the God. fuck out of each other. I think it was awesome. Yeah. Not because they were fucking working. Though. I don't care what the dirt sheets say. I'm telling you that was a good fucking match. Oh, it was. Yeah, indeed. it was. Let, there's there's a point in that match where. Ivelisse is sitting in the center of the fucking ring, and Thunder Rosa comes up behind her to put in, like, full Nelson hooks, and Ivelisse looks fucking bored. She's not even reacting 
to Thunder Rosa putting the fucking hooks on her or anything. She looks like she's fucking annoyed. Like, she's not selling it. It was... No, I've at least took away so much from that fucking match, dude. Like, it's... It's so cringy to watch. She does. She needs to not be there. I disagree. I think they should sign her, and I think they should keep. I think that should they should sign Thunder Rosa. I want Rosa you to as watch well. that clip that I'm talking about and tell me. I've already seen her. all She's the stuff. Unprofessional as fuck and does not belong. I there. disagree. Um. So you had that going on. You had Matt Hardy addressing the fans the week before, of course. Um. You had Miro, aka Rusev, formerly known as Rusev, as Kip Sabian's best man from the week before. And then the week before, you also had uh, Archer starting his feud with Moxley. And then, of course, throughout last week, we found out that Will Hobbs got signed, which was awesome. And then they immediately threw this man into the main event for next week's show, which is insane to me. Tells me that they have great faith in him, which is cool. We'll see how he does. You tell how hype he was to be out there. Oh, he was. I mean, dude, you get to be in a segment. I want to go to war. You're going to be in a segment with fucking Taz, Jake the Snake, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, John Moxley, and you come out there. And now, last week you weren't signed. Last week you yeah. were just on darks. And now you are fucking signed to All Elite, and you're going to be in a six-man tag main event with Moxley, Darby Allin, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks next week. That's insane. Well, remember the end of, end of last week, I think it was, we were talking about... Jim Cornette again for some reason. Well, the end of the last and show then, that we did, yes. Yeah, and then I was like, you know, instead of talking about Jim Cornette, like, let's point out how fucking good Will Hobbs was in that Battle Royal and literally get signed like a week and a half later. So You know, it's very, it's very common that we talk about somebody like, oh, man, they, they really should look, look at this guy. He's really good. And then they actually do it. They did it with Angels. When we were talking mm-hmm. good about Angels, they did it with Will Hobbs. Um... And they did it with someone else that we were talking about. Starks. I don't remember us saying that, though. I, I mean, I remember uh, Eddie Kingston. Kingston. Kingston, we said. Yeah. But, I mean, Kingston is really more of a... Everybody knows Kingston should have been signed. Kingston's a fucking no-brainer, yeah. Um, Let's see. What else did we have going on? What? Okay, so what do you think about uh, Miro in All Elite? Yeah, I mean, that's a, obviously a good pick. Um, I'm not... I'm not sure what they're doing with his character direction. I think the, I think Coming he's going to turn on Sabian at the wedding, is what I think. He doesn't really have a reason to. I think that I think that what they might end up doing here is trying to kind of restart the the thing that they were doing, basically with Jimmy Havoc, where they give Kip Sabian some credibility by putting somebody with him. Yeah, having that, a big bad doing all his shit for him. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, and, but I still think that his the gimmick that they gave him as being not only Kip Sabian's best man, but the best man. So he's basically the best man at everything. So he's it's almost like a play on like Mr. Perfect's type deal is what it's going to be. Um, maybe not sports related, but you get what I'm saying. Like he's just going to be the best at everything. Um, and then that way he can the use that streamer. whenever they – whenever they yeah, exactly. Whenever they split from him, he can still use that, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, I, I don't think that he has to turn on him to do that though. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how like, long I, it takes. I mean, I, we already know that the AEW stories take way longer, so I don't think he's... It depends on when the wedding takes place, and it depends on how Kip Sabian reacts towards uh, Miro during the next few weeks. I mean, if he goes MJF on Wardlow to him, then yes, I do believe that he will turn on him at the wedding. Let's see how the bachelor party plays out. Let's see if it's any good. Let's see if Kip Sabian doesn't like it. You know, something like that. We You gotta look for little ticks and stuff and stuff like that, but but yeah, I mean, I can see the, the storyline playing out longer than... Just the wedding. 
doesn't matter to me, honestly. I'm just glad he's there. And he's got a decent gimmick because, yeah. you know, he could easily say he's the best man at everything. It's fantastic. I mean, that's such a simple, easy gimmick to do. I'm just glad they didn't throw him into the fucking, oh, well, you're a foreigner. and uh, Oh, you mean WWE style? Or actually, you know, you know what I'm really glad they didn't do as well? Hey, let's let's put you in a battle royal against all the other large men. So you can just have a stare down and then everybody else can attack you while you're having the stare down because you're too stupid to realize, hey, you got to throw this guy over the top. You know, something like that, like WWE always does. Um, the Hangman Kazarian match was really good. Yep, it's in my top five as well. But, of course, the uh, match that everybody's talking about is the, the parking lot fight. Parking lot brawl. Yeah. So the parking lot fight from AEW was insane. Now, First uh, five-star match for old Chuck Taylor. Well, I mean, I Cornette don't like that. I mean, yeah, he probably doesn't. I didn't, I didn't give it a, I didn't give it a five star match, but yes, it was the best parking lot match. I mean, I think it was number one for me this week as well, if I'm not mistaken. But it's not. I didn't give it five, but it was fucking amazing all the way to the end. Um, with their mom giving the finger was great. Just, just a little icing on on the cake at the end, just so you know that this feud should now be done. I think that was a great feud to just have the blow off on tv so that so now you can tell your fans hey you don't always have to tune into the pay-per-view to see a feud end it can end on tv in a dramatic and gimmick match in a like just a big way and we just have the big blow off on regular tv it can still happen and still mean something and even though that match wasn't for tag titles or anything like that it was still really fucking well done. They, I believe Tony Khan came out and said that it was all done in one take and that the mm-hmm. only thing that they had to edit was Santana yelling out the F word. That's the only thing they had to edit out. Everything else was done in one take, which is crazy. And love the dead president's thing from uh, Proud and Powerful as well. That was pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this, this match was insane. And then you see when they walk into the van and you see Trent's fucking back all bleeding and shit from the glass. Ugh. That goddamn glass bump. Woo. He kept looking back too when they were doing it because he was making sure that his head didn't hit the top of that car, mm. the roof of the car or whatever. So interesting stuff. He didn't want to be walking around like fucking Matt Hardy, I guess. Yeah. Um, I uh, you I really like that match. It was definitely. I don't. I don't really get into a whole lot of the the backstage false count anywhere shit because I feel like so much of it's so like overdone. But what was cool about that one was having the circle of cars around them kind of acting like a, a fucking pit fight instead. Like, kind of kept the action contained into that one area. Um, a lot of the spots were really cool. I've seen that before. Obviously, I've seen that before, though. Eddie and Eddie and John Cena uh, had that. But what uh, I liked... Orange Cassidy coming out was yeah, cool. Yeah, that was okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't particularly love it. I I liked it because it gives. I like it because they attacked him. They attacked him though, so it made sense for him to come in there. They attacked him last yeah. or the week before or whatever to draw out the best friends to make the challenge in the first place. So it made sense right. that Orange Cassidy came out. But I didn't particularly like it because you know it's a parking lot fight. So where the fuck is the rest of the inner circle at? Um, Hager and Jericho won their match. Yeah, they're tired. Yeah. But... Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah. The, well, the, the finish of that match came so fast after Cassie was out. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But, I mean, you, you clearly see Proud and Powerful is in trouble, too, as well, like at their different points yeah. in that match. What I do like the most about that match is you saw a bunch of shit that you have never seen before. 
they'll fucking catapult into the top or into the back of the truck, the truck bed that mm. was down. That was fucking awesome. I mean, there was just a bunch of different moves that you've seen a million street fights with cars involved, and they were doing shit that you've never seen before. So I like I that, that plywood bump across the bed. Yes. <laughs> like, it's very clear why they did that, because just doing it straight down at the bed obviously would have fucking killed him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Like, it looked cool. It looked cooler than just doing it straight almost, down. Almost the bed everything, almost everything they did looked really good. Looked really cool. It yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like oh man, there's an air mattress under there, you know, something like that. But everything yeah. looked really fucking legit. They took some. They took some nasty bumps. Yeah, I agree. Um, Having Sue come out at the end to pick them up. Yeah, to get to because <laughs> like, I mean they're fucking beat up all to hell. So it made it was like yes, they're gonna get into the van. You kind of feel good for them because they get. They get to be driven off instead of having to walk a fucking mile to the locker room or some shit. Sue's just going to pick well, him up. That's great. My first thought was, goddamn, Trent's bloody back is going to get all over that yeah, car. Yeah. Uh, I was also thinking, um, like, as it, like I, I don't remember Sue getting a new car after. Yeah. Somebody did, somebody did a really good job either fixing her old van up or uh, getting a new one. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, the other things that happened, of course, Bucks are showing heel tendencies the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. Super kick oh, and Alex Marvis. The super kick, the refugee, just run to the back. And just give him the money. I money thought that was Con. fucking great. Didn't say yeah. a word. It was hilarious, dude. Just come out, super kick the ref. And I was trying to remember if that ref was the ref at the time of them losing that match when Adam Page held onto their ankle. I think that would have made sense, and I think it would have... Really, it wasn't. Yeah, um, I don't think so it was. So here's either. here's actually something interesting about that ref, the one who, the one who didn't see Hangman holding on to the Bucks to fuck up the Meltzer driver and lost in the match, is the same one who ended up calling the next FTR match where, um, they were cheating by holding on to the leg to hold down the the roll up. So it was the same ref both times, and there's a there's a gif you can find online, where, he's like. He winks at <laughs> he winks at one of the FDR dudes in the middle of doing the count. Like I don't think they're actually building up to anything there with that ref, but it's funny because you can very easily put together a piece of film that makes it look like he's like secretly helping FDR because just normal ref shit, um, like signaling to them like okay like yeah this is the finish whatever and winking at them blah blah blah, but yeah it makes it look shady as fuck because there's definitely he definitely should have been able to see. The the versus Jurassic Express where um, one of them's holding down the other one's foot during the roll up like he 100 percent could have seen that and like deliberately looks away to do the to do the pin so yeah it looks like he's shady but I don't think they're actually doing anything in storyline with that I'm pretty sure it's just normal rush shit so do we think that the elite will still be the elite and they're all three gonna be heel because that's the way it's going right now yeah uh, yeah so with Kenny and the Bucks yeah probably um. Page, so Omega was on commentary during the Page match, and it almost sounded like he wanted to lose the whole time. And then as soon as Page won, he got pissed and bounced. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah good, good job. Yeah, actually, uh, great, yeah. great work. And then he left. Yeah. yeah, he was doing his normal, like, overacting nice, but clearly not, you know. And then it was so sad. Hangman turns around to, like, see if he's over there still watching him, and he's not there anymore. Do we think – do we th – <laughs> okay, so – if there, there's too many heel stables, and at first you said that the Horsemen could be faced, but now we've had the conversation where MJF might be the Ric Flair of the Horsemen, right? 
So really, your only face stable would be the Nightmare Family. Did you notice the, so the fingers? The fingers of? Okay, so FTR, when, at the end of their match, one of them held up two fingers. The other one held up three for no reason. He was just doing a weird hand thing where he's holding up three fingers. Doesn't make any sense. And then MJF, during his promo, held up one, obviously. And then Cody Forever had been holding up four during his. So, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was very weird that... I, I didn't think anything of it, obviously. But until I saw the FTR one, where for some reason... He's just holding, he's holding up his hand, and he's got, like, one of his middle fingers down, and he's holding up three, and then the other one's holding up two. Oh, yeah, strange. I did see that. It looked like the version one sign of uh, Matt Hardy back in the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did see that. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but so why is he holding I don't, three fingers? I don't know what that any of that means. I don't know if they're just going to have a new group and they're not going to be called the Horsemen. I don't know what's going on with that. But I do not believe any part of me now believes that Cody is coming back as a heel in any kind of way. I don't I don't It'd see It'd be hard for him to. Not, I can't see him ever teaming up with MJF if MJF is going to be indeed be the Ric Flair. Of course, we already know from MJF's promo that he might be looking to join one of these stables well the stable that he would you know, i don't think go i don't think we had that conversation on here no not on here no, yeah, no, no we had the tech no, we had it on text for sure yeah but so mjf after he had the promo it kind of solidified our conversation that we had and i was like mm. oh shit okay so mjf would be the rick flair that makes sense why wouldn't he go to the stable with the history and the fucking legacy and the team that already has like, basically, their top title right now, the tag titles, because they clearly have the best tag team division in, in the world. So those are technically the best titles to have right now. And FTR has them. So why not join winners? If you think you're such a winner and the uncrowned champion, why not put yourself around other champions? So it just makes sense for him to go with that stable or whatever. Um, I still don't think they get rid of Spears. So I don't think Cody is no, I don't think no, Cody's out. Totally being involved. Yeah. I don't think Cody's going over. I think it's going to be FTR, Spears, and MJF is what I think. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with that, too. That's you yeah. know, that's a good stable. Um, it does... I think if they were at any point in planning on having Hangman be involved in it, they kind of they kind of scuttled that whole thing and then kind of had the FTR be like, oh, no, like... we. The, we weren't telling you to do anything. The whole thing was they wanted you to believe as a viewer that Paige was going to be the heel. Yeah. And then it comes out, it's time for him to turn heel with everybody or whatever, and FTR says, ha ha, fuck you, we tricked you. April Fool's, bitch. Yeah. That's, I mean, and now you feel bad for Paige. But you also feel bad for Kenny because Paige was more of a friend with FTR than he was with his own tag team partner who had been tag team champions with for over 200 days. So now you feel bad for Paige, and you understand Paige, and it's almost like how you felt bad for Randy Savage, even though he was the heel. Because he's like, you understand where he's coming from. So yeah, he let Paige fall. He said, fuck Paige. But then on the other hand, it's like, you know what? If I was in that situation, fuck Paige too. Yeah. So you see both sides. It's, it's awesome. It's nice how they're not doing the very obvious, this is who you should not like, and this is who you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then we got uh, Hardy was attacked this week by Hager and Jericho. At least it was implied in the backstage area to keep Hardy on TV while he does his uh, uh, 
recovery. Yeah, recovery. I guess that. Yeah, that's. I guess that's a good word. Uh, rehabilitation of whatever the fuck actually happened to them since they won't release it because we know something definitely happened. Uh, right. NXT. We had. Mm. Uh, we got Finn Balor is the new champ. Of NXT, yeah. which we both got wrong because we'd said there's no way that they give it to uh, it. Still doesn't, still doesn't make no, sense. No, I agree. I still, I mean, I don't agree with it. I don't feel, I mean, I feel great for Finn. Good job for Finn. Yeah. But I still don't think it makes sense either. Um, or where they're going to go with it. Congratulations, but what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> what do you think? Okay, before we get on that, we were talking about a little bit about politics earlier, but let's talk about speaking out. For a little bit, what do you think of New Japan still having Osprey on, uh, Matt Riddle still being on SmackDown, and Velveteen Dream still being on NXT? Do you feel weird when they show up on TV? Are you okay with it as a person? Do you separate their outside shit with their inside shit? Like, how do you feel when you see those guys pop up on TV? These are three pretty big stars in their individual you know, locations right now. And they're still being, all three being pushed and all three being used on pretty much every show that they can be used on. How do you feel about it as a viewer when you see them come on? We know it's not Crispin Wall level creepy or cringy or anything, but is there some sort of unsettling feeling that you get when you see them come on your TV? Um, depends on the, depends on the person. So the Osprey stuff, not really. It doesn't bother me as much. That was just weird politicking more than it was like, yeah, I don't, Osprey doesn't bother me. That whole situation was weird shit between his girlfriend and somebody his girlfriend had issues with and not like a, I, I don't, I don't lump him in with the, the speaking out shit at all because the stuff that he did was not, he didn't, he didn't do anything to anybody in that same vein. So no, Osprey doesn't bother me. Matt Riddle, that is complicated because he's currently in court right now, um, actually still dealing with the legal aspects of that. Um, he apparently got rid of the restraining order to some extent yeah, or the, changed yeah, no, it no, or something. He got rid of it, and then the next day he filed like a civil lawsuit or some shit against her instead. Right. Yeah. So I guess he yeah. really feels strongly about his shit because – at first, but everybody. The thing at, about Riddle is his story keeps changing. No, like it's so it's weird. I don't, but I don't know if his story is changing because he's trying to make it sound better for his wife, or if his story is changing because something like fucked up. Do you not happened. think that? It, do you not think it's weird that Corbin used that shit in a storyline though? You think that I mean, was necessary? <laughs> that was not <laughs> necessary, dude. I mean, I don't think Corbin really likes him in real life. I think that might be why he did it. But it was fucking weird, dude, that he would mention that. Yeah. Now, of course, Riddle um, said that he did have an affair, so it's not like the wife doesn't know that he cheated on her at at one point with this chick. But that's not what we're going on court for. You're not going to court because you cheated. You're going to court for something after the fact. So we're going right. to see what happens. But clearly he feels strongly about his situation, right? And at first I thought Velveteen Dream did the same thing. He felt really strongly about his situation where he went, said he was getting a third party involved. And I guess... WWE did their own thing, but like you said on a few shows ago when we had this conversation, the guy in question, the victim, was never questioned by WWE, and Velveteen Dream already came back. I believe, in my personal opinion, 
That Riddle and Velveteen Dream should be off of TV still right now. I don't believe that they should be fired. I think the legal process needs to play out first. But I do think they should be off of TV and at the house, chilling. Maybe without pay, honestly. Until they get their shit fixed. Look, the Dream shit is just... I, I don't know what investigation the WWE thinks they did. But I've seen enough screen recordings and screenshots of mobile and things like that to feel pretty confident that that shit's real. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. So now you think it's, I don't know so why now you think it's real. Because when it first came I mean, out, you always, were pointing out all the different things that the guy had said, that, all the different pictures, and saying that it was a fake screenshot and all this other stuff. But now I you, never said the screenshot was fake. Yeah, you said it was not what the fuck the guy said it was. We had the whole show on, on recording, bro. I never said that the screenshot was fake. What I, uh, no, the, what I was pointing out at the time was that I, I actually pointed out that somebody that said that the screenshot was fake wasn't understanding that the icon for the Twitter blue check is different between platforms. I, I didn't say the screenshot was fake. You literally said that the guy went back in and none of the shit makes sense when he has the fucking conversation because he deleted I, his messages. Screen, that doesn't make... Yes, he deleted parts of his messages, but that doesn't mean the screenshot is fake. And that still means that, for whatever reason, Velveteen Dream did send a picture of himself to this person. So what the, the part that doesn't make any sense is that, obviously, at some point, it, it seems to me, based on the context of that conversation, that at some point the kid was, like, egging it on or, like, having conversations in that same vein that sort of prompted him to do that. But at the end of the day... This is still a minor, and Velveteen Dream still sent pictures of himself. So on Instagram, you can you can hold and delete your part of a message, um, and it removes it from the conversation. So it's completely possible or plausible that during the conversation, that kid was saying shit to him and, like, whatever, and then there's context missing from the conversation. But that doesn't mean the screenshot is fake. I mean, it's still a real conversation that they're having. And also, it wasn't just screenshots. It was screen recordings, which are extremely hard to fake um, on mobile. So you're – whether or not that was the full context of the conversation doesn't change the fact that at some point in the conversation, two things happened. One, the guy told him his age, and it was under 18. And two, Velveteen Dream sent a fucking picture of himself naked. So regardless of what investigation they did or anything like that, those two things don't go away. Regardless of whether or not he deleted parts of context of the conversation, those things don't go away. So no, he he shouldn't still be working there. I don't I don't know what they think they found or what he told them or whatever um, that was good enough for them to be like, okay, you can stay. But it's that is one of the most open and shut cases to me as far as somebody legitimately clearly having done something wrong. Unless Velveteen Dream went fucking backstage with them and showed them his dick, and it's a completely different dick than the dick in the picture, then I don't I don't see how the fuck he's gonna use a oh I was uh, somebody accessed my stuff and it wasn't me or like that's bullshit. So yeah, dude, I don't know. Also, he's not the the other thing about that is that the guy who had the original screenshots and conversations and stuff is not the only one who's accused Dream of this. There's another guy who's like a, he's like an indie wrestler, who was like 18 or 19 or something like that, um, now. But apparently said that Velveteen Dream had done similar with him online years well, ago. Who's the guy that confirmed his phone number or something like that? 
Remember that? That was another yeah, that was another wrestler. So again, this is not it's not a case of somebody like hacking his Instagram and sending pictures that he got from another DM or something to fuck with him because you know, there's text messages too from that number. So no, I, I have no idea why he's still there, dude. Yeah, that's weird. It's gonna make uh if Okay, so let's say somebody else gets involved. Let's say the person that is a victim really wants to do something about this, which I have no idea why the fuck they haven't. Like, if you already took it this far to go to Twitter, you might as well just go and get this man fired if that's what you want to do. Because you brought it up for a reason. There's no point in fucking having... Clearly, everybody's saying Fire Velveteen Dream and putting it on the Thunderdome and all this other shit is not working, because he's still there. He's still having matches. Go do something about it. There's there's no way you can't find a lawyer that will take this fucking case if it's such open and closed case. That's money right there. Yeah. So go get it done. The Matt Riddle thing, I think, I think he thinks in his mind that he has the way he's the way he's reacting to everything. I feel like he thinks. I don't know if it's true or not. I think he thinks with what he has on his phones and whatever else that happened. That he has an open and shut case, open and shut case in his mind, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, with the civil suit. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, so yeah, I like the original question. It just depends on the person. Um, Osprey doesn't bother me. Matt Riddle's weird. See, I, I don't, don't know that whole see, situation. I we'll see. Osprey doesn't bother me. I do think that Osprey's an asshole in real life. But hey, CM Punk is an asshole in real life. Ultimate Warrior was an asshole in real life. You, you can't just come on social media and be like, oh, he should be fired for being an asshole. That's not how that yeah. works. I work with a bunch of assholes. For... Trust me, they're not getting fired because they're assholes. That's not how that works. And po politicking for your girlfriend isn't exactly a new phenomenon in any any career path yeah. or job There's or market every, or every job has somebody trying to get somebody else fired for somebody else or for themselves. Yep. Like, everybody's fuck, every job is fucking... Crabs in a barrel. Who the fuck can climb over who to get the fuck out, dude? Every job, every job's like that. So well, not mine. But <laughs> anyway, every job is like that. There's always somebody behind you that wants what you have. It doesn't matter. There's definitely somebody in every company like that for sure. So yeah, we can't. I can't. I can't sit here and be like, okay, Osprey needs to be fired for being, you know, a dick, a scumbag yeah. person. I mean, I can't do that. You didn't do it with Hulk Hogan. No one fucking said this shit with Hulk Hogan when he was actually wrestling and holding everybody back and being an asshole. He was an asshole in real life, too. How many times does Bret Hart have to fucking tell you that Hulk Hogan is a fucking scumbag? Nobody was on there talking about so Nobody's going to fucking having protests and shit outside of fucking WWE shows. No, they all loved Hulk Hogan. So just because we have the curtain pulled back more now because of social media doesn't give you the right to tell somebody else that they don't deserve to have a fucking job because they're not a good person. Just yeah. don't watch their matches or don't buy their merch or anything like that. Who cares? That's on you as a fan. Like me, oh, I you Playboy. I don't have a problem watching Osprey in the ring, but I'm never gonna go to a fucking Will Osprey signing. I'm never. Right. I'm, I'm not gonna fucking try to win a trip to go with, to Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom or anything and hang out with Will Osprey. No, because I think he's a an asshole. Same thing with CM Punk. I fucking love CM Punk. I'm a mark for CM Punk, the wrestler. I don't even really mind him as a human, but I'm not going to go out of my way to go try to figure out what the fuck would happen if I go up to him while he's trying to eat or go to a signing or whatever, and he might be in a bad mood, because then it'll ruin the fucking experience for me for all time, and I don't want to do that to myself. 
I have a fucking Ultimate no. Warrior tattoo. I'm not fucking blind. I knew Ultimate Warrior was an asshole, dude, to people. But I can separate the two. I can watch Ultimate Warrior matches and still fucking feel like a kid again and stuff like that and all that other shit. And I can see the good that he's done and try to block out the bad shit just like I can do with CM Punk, just like I could do with Osprey. But I'm not going to go out of my way and be like, hey, oh, if I see CM Punk at a fucking restaurant, I promise you I'm not going up to him. I mm. promise you I'm not going up to that dude. If But if there's somebody notoriously nice, like if I see the Young Bucks... I might go up to them. If I see Cody, I might go up to him. And I was a hu way bigger fan of CM Punk than I have been for of Cody or the Young Bucks. That's the difference, though. You have to know what you're getting involved in, or you're just going to uh, end up disappointed at not only yourself, but the person that you hold so high up. There's a reason why the expression, never meet your heroes, exists. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm cool with watching Osprey on TV. I'm even cool with Riddle. Riddle, but if it was me making the decisions, I would have Riddle off of TV right now. And I am not really cool at all with Velveteen Dream being on TV right now. Like I have no idea why that's still going on. I don't give a fuck about the quote unquote WWE investigation or not. I need concrete yeah, shit come out like... and said. Just because you said you concluded an investigation doesn't mean shit to us. I want to know what the investigation like. Okay, if if the NFL when they have their little uh, conspiracies and shit, when they have the internal investigations, they release those fucking papers. The investigation is released, and then all the ESPN reporters and shit read those fucking thirty pages of fucking investigation, uh, con the the conclusion to the investigation, and then relay it to everybody else in their own articles or newspapers of, um... or on ESPN Sports Center. WWE has released no information. They just said we concluded the investigation. We found nothing. That's not the inve that's not an investigation, bro. Yeah, it reminds me of when police departments are like, "Oh yeah, we investigated ourselves and we found we did nothing wrong." It's like, <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty much you, what it you, is. You, you, you kind of have a a biased interest in finding nothing wrong. Yeah. So, why don't you tell us about your process and policy here? All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk let's talk about the fact that because uh, we're not gonna have no st uh, stiff shots today. Or no, we're not gonna have a big deal or not. Actually, we will do stiff shots right quick. Well, I'll just I'll just put all these together. Ain't no big deal. All right, so stiff shots is brought to you by Sleeps.com. Sleeps designs and produces custom compression gear, everything from arm and leg sleeves to headbands, bandanas, t-shirts, and jerseys. And they carry over 200 different designs for everyone from kids to adults. And now it just got even better because if you use the promo code Monster25, that's Monster25 without the vowels, M N S T R 25. You'll get 25% off your order, even on discounted items. So go to sleefs.com. That's S-L-E-E-F-S.com for your active wear accessories now. And use our promo code MONSTER25 without the vowels, M-N-S-T-R-25, for 25% off your order and get your gear on. Uh, Paul Heyman, I mentioned a little bit before, Paul Heyman not being on Raw is apparently a bigger loss than initially thought by the higher-ups. As is being reported that Raw is seemingly falling apart without him running creative anymore. Not like we can't all see that as viewers, though, of course. Um, it wasn't great even before when he was in charge. He was slowly trying to get it back on track. And now, it, since uh, he's been removed, has completely tanked. Um, so what do you think about the uh, about that, the backstage uh, news coming out that everybody, there's other people that are clearly seeing that Raw is falling apart at the seams right now? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um 
There was a report that Vince McMahon one time didn't even read the fucking thing. Didn't even read the script until like two hours before they were supposed to go on and then changed everything. Like either last week or the week before. It might have been the week before when we didn't have the show. Yeah, that's fucking insane, dude. Where Vince McMahon don't even give a fuck anymore. Vince McMahon, I just read an article yesterday. He forgot Bianca Belair existed. He was so high on Bianca Belair and Peyton Royce. And somehow now, magically, Zelina Vega has this fucking feud going on with Asuka because he forgot about Bianca Belair being on the fucking Raw roster. Are you serious? That's who we have in charge right now. Mm. I mean, you know. Make Somebody needs to vote this man out. They have a board of directors. How are they not voting this man out? I don't know if the board has majority stake, though. With all the shit that he sold for XFL, how do they not? Yeah. They got to get him out of there. Get him a plaque. Get him a statue. Thank you for everything you did. We're handing it over to fucking Stephanie and Triple H because this is ridiculous. Now we're getting reports that he might not even give it to Stephanie and Triple H. He might give it to somebody else that's not even fucking family. Like, what is he thinking? Yeah, I heard that too. Jesus Christ. Um, Speaking of more mm. cuts so that they can build fucking Thunderdome. <clears throat> trainer and former TNA wrestler Sarah Stock, Gerald Briscoe, and IRS have also been released now. By the way, I thought it was funny because IRS already did like a little interview thing. And he said that he believes, and it's not even close in his opinion, um, that Bo Dallas is a better worker than Bray Wyatt. And yet, where the fuck is Bo Dallas, bro? Put him well, back in NXT. I know. Put him in NXT. What is happening? You want to bring somebody? Right. You want to bring somebody back to NXT to redeem themselves and win a fucking title? It ain't Finn Balor. He's fucking won the Universal Title already. He was super over, even though Vince said he couldn't get over. Clearly, Vince had, didn't have his fucking hearing aids in that day because the motherfucker was getting bigger reactions than anybody else on fucking Raw. Put Bo Dallas in NXT and give him the fucking title back. Ridiculous. I, I I really am not understanding some of this shit. NXT UK Heritage Cup Championship. What do you think about that? Uh, do you even know anything even about it? my radar, Okay, dude. so here's the deal. The field will... The initial field, it's a secondary title for NXT UK. Um, It's called the Heritage Cup Championship. They're going to have the Heritage Cup Tournament, and then whoever wins, well, I guess we'll get the trophy, kind of like, you know, New Japan will get the trophy, and then they'll also get the title, kind of like the Cruiserweight Cup. Um, but anyway, the field will include Flash Morgan Webster, Noam Dar, Alexander Wolf, A-Kid, the Bomber, Dave Mastiff, Trent Seven, Joseph Connors, and a final wildcard entrant yet to be determined. Now, the way this division works is they'll be called British, they're called British rounds. Apparently it's a British style of wrestling. All matches will consist of six three-minute rounds. All matches are two out of three falls. Falls can be won by pinfall, submission, or countout. Once a fall occurs, the round ends. The match ends once a wrestler has won two falls. In the event of a disqualification or knockout, the match instantly ends without the need for two falls. If all six rounds are completed, whomever is ahead on falls wins the match. There will be a 20-second break between each round. Following the tournament, the NXT UK Heritage Cup will be defended as a championship under the same rules. So it's almost like a really... A lot more complicated pure championship from Ring of Honor is what I'm gathering. 
which they're bringing back. I don't know if you saw that or not. The pure yeah, championship is being brought back. So this is like super complicated. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch this tournament and see if I can pick up on what the hell they're talking about. Because there's a couple questions I have here. All matches consist of six three-minute rounds, but all matches are two out of three falls. So you're telling me I could possibly see 18 fucking three-minute rounds? Possibly. You probably won't. That's insane. <laughs> I I mean, the thing about that is I just don't, I don't care about any of the competitors in it. I like Dave Mastiff. Like, I like Noam Dar. And Noam Dar, yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean... But other than that, like, I, it's not, I don't know. I don't see it's, how Dave Massive wins this when this is clearly based on, like, stamina and shit. Yeah, I, and maybe he just wins his rounds real quick. Yeah, maybe, I guess, I don't know. I don't know, man, I just, it's it's another one of those things that they're doing where it's like, it's kind of like the, um, the thing that New Japan was doing, the, the U.S. thing to figure out who the number one contender was going to be for the... For the U.S. Championship, is like, yeah, like there's a couple people in there that I don't mind watching or whatever, but not enough for me to actually pay super close attention to it. And this is probably gonna be the same thing. All right, so we're gonna take our uh, break. That was the last stiff shot. Uh, when we get back, raise to the top matches of the week. I got two weeks worth to go through, so it'll be uh, top five men and the three women um, yeah. matches for each side. So stay tuned for that on the other side of this break. Hey everybody and welcome back to the MonsterCast. Raise to the top matches of the week brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks. 300 milligrams of caffeine. You can take it as a pre-workout or whenever you need an extra boost throughout the day. Zero sugar. You can buy it from GNC Crunch Fitness and Planet Fitness. But if you go to repsports.com or or Google Ray's Energy you can, and click the link, you can use our promo code MONSTER and get 15% off your order. You can also select auto shipping and get an additional 10% off your order. So go to repsports.com, that's R-E-P-P sports.com, and use the promo code MONSTER for 15% off your order and raise some hell. All right, so the week before, we're going to do the women first. I had number at number three from the week before, we had the Iconics versus the Riot Squad at Payback. Three stars. Now, that was obviously the night before they had to split up, because on Raw yeah. they had to split up. That was fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, anyway. And then number two was Bailey and Sasha versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler from Payback. I gave that three and a four star. And then, of course, from All Out, you had Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa. I gave that three and three four star. Almost four stars. That was insane. First time that they ever uh, wrestled against each other. Um... Really, really fucking good. Really good match. Um, I don't know. Did we already do that? We already did that one. Because we talked about Moxley and MJF being over Omega and Page and FTR for me. And you thought it was the opposite way. Yeah, so I, I already did those. Yeah, okay, we're good. You're back. All right, so we're doing this week. Okay, so we're good then. All right, let's go to the females for this week then. I've got uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly versus Kylie Ray and Susie, which is Sue Young, from Impact, two and three, four star. Number two was Thunder Rosa versus Eva Lee from AEW Dynamite, three and a half. And then, of course, number one, if you watched NXT, it was really their only good match this week. Io Shirai versus Shotzi Blackheart was three and two-thirds star. Um, yeah. I don't, know why I, I don't know why I forgot to bring it up, but I think it was the opening match, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, all right, so I've got seven for the guys because, you know, uh, 
One was from Raw, and then, of course, AEW happened. It, well, it's funny, because one was from Raw, one was from Impact, so that's Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> and then AEW hit, and it was like, oh, shit. And then, of course, G1 Night 1 hit. So, so I've got seven. So I'm going to give it to all of them, because this usually doesn't happen. And I wasn't going to take any AEW guys out. So Cesaro Nakamura versus Street Profits from Raw gave it three stars. Number six, the main event from Impact was amazing. Uh, Good Brothers and Motor City Machine Guns versus Ace Austin, Madman, Fulton, and The North. Three and a four star. Usually, like, four on four matches don't really make it, you know, on these lists. But that was really fucking good. And now we hit the top five. Got Jericho and Hager versus Private Party, AEW. Uh, three and a half star. You've got Okada versus Ibushi, G1 Night 1, three and a half star. You got Adam Page versus Kazarian from AEW, three and three four star. Mm. You got FTR versus Jurassic Express, AEW, four star. And then, of course, we talked about it a lot earlier. Best Friends versus Proud and Powerful in the parking lot fight from AEW Dynamite, four and one third star. So, so basically, okay, so from this past week, you had one, two, three, four, five AEW matches made it between the women and the men. And I believe the only one that didn't make it was probably MJF's match because it was a fucking squash. I can't think of any other but AEW matches But his promo happened. afterward was fucking better than anything else on the show except for the, um, the parking lot match. You think the promo that he did was better than FTR versus Jurassic Express? Yeah, because I mean, the FTR versus Jurassic Express is another one of those. It's kind of like we were talking about, you know, when you already know who's going to win. It's, I didn't know. know who was going to win. It wasn't for the titles. I could have yeah. easily saw the Jurassic Express pull out a bullshit upset win, and then FTR, like maybe FTR doesn't take them seriously. That's where I thought they were going to go. FTR's not taking them seriously. They get the upset roll-up pin or whatever, because that's what Jungle Boy usually wins his matches. And then they get the shot next week for the titles, and then FTR takes them seriously, and they're like, oh, no, fuck that. Okay, we see how everything's going to go down. I couldn't see them booking a loss so soon after they just won them. Mm, I mean, they got big heads, Listen, though. I could, I could, I could. It would have made sense storyline-wise to me. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Maybe maybe like four or five months into them having the belt. It gives you, it gives you, right a, it gives you like a fucking... Title defense right out the gate next week, though, or this week, technically, when they go against each other again. And I'm all about title defenses. I, just, I don't like that as a storytelling trope, though. Well, I mean, you got all so many slow-burning stories. you got to have the small ones mixed in there somewhere. And a two-week story build wouldn't have been terrible. Mm-hmm. And you could have, like, just re- re- refocused on them. Like, totally could have got on them like he got gets on fucking Sean Spears. Hey, just because you're champions don't mean you can't fucking be beat. You know, something like that. Well, they could also do that just by having Jurassic Express come out next week and be like, look, he was holding his fucking foot. Like, that's bullshit. Why? Yeah, but the, the, thing with, the thing with Jurassic Express is they can't really come out there and have a claim to fame for the titles because they weren't even in the top five when that match happened. But mm-hmm. if they would have beat them, then, you know. Uh, But, yeah. So there's the top matches of the week brought to you by Ray's Energy. I guess I'm going to have to go back and see if I had – like copied and pasted the ones from last week because I know I did them. Mm. Hold on, let me see. Nope, they say emergence on them. I'm gonna have to go back and see if I can find them. Um, try to remember what the hell happened last week and try to remake them to put them in the system. I've got like three. Week, I think I got like three weeks worth of now to put in the system to update the uh, 
overalls. Yeah, the overall top 20 or top wrestlers of 2020. But yeah, so that's the show. Uh, we're obviously looking forward to uh, AEW. I was really, I'm really looking forward not only to the AEW show, but you had the the good pay per view, the solid pay per view. wasn't your best pay per view, but it was still really good. Then you had the the show to like build up the new stuff, and then this last week's show was you know amazing. With the hype that that show got now, because you know there are still people tuning into NXT, obviously. Uh, six hundred over six hundred thousand, almost seven hundred thousand. How many of those viewers say like, "Oh shit, maybe we should watch AEW this week because their show last week was so amazing, and NXT's show last week wasn't great at all." Yeah, the problem with that is though, this week's AEW, because of the sports shit, is at like midnight and it's only one hour. Yeah, but that's that's a. Uh, I'm pretty sure they still are going to have another show though. I think that's same, like a little bonus thing. The way I understood I, it was it was a little bonus thing, the hour, the late night dynamite thing. I thought that was the only show that weekend that they were doing that literally because. I can look it up, but I thought they were going to have that and then something else. But we'll see. Uh, maybe that. Maybe you're right. I don't know. If they do, can expect like 20 matches on dark then. So yeah. So the way it's supposed to work is uh, they're supposed to have a one hour dynamite, and then the next day they have the regular. One apparently, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, uh, this shit's so confusing. Goddamn sports, man. Yeah, because I think I think the only there are only like three matches on the hour dynamite one, and it's not any of the big guys. I don't think. I mean, it's it's bigger guys, it's people we know, but it's not like, you know, Moxley versus fucking you know whatever. Because the yeah. the th- the three on three matches definitely happen on Wednesday night. This is just a little bonus thing, I think. I think I think uh, it's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Ain't it on it's Tuesday? Fucking confusing. Isn't the late night dynamite on Tuesday night? No, I thought it was Wednesday. So when's the regular one? Thursday then? Yeah. Let's see, AEW clarifies this week's schedule for dynamite. No, that was for last week. Fuck. Yeah, they they clarified it last week because the Lakers won okay. before Game Six, so they got to have it on. Furthermore, Wednesday. at least according to what Dave Meltzer said recently on Wrestling Is Our Radio, this means there will be a special one-hour standalone episode of Dynamite aired the following Tuesday on September 22nd. Mm-hmm. Both of these episodes have already been taped. So, yeah. So they're putting more faith in them. Is what it is. Bro, this shit's confusing. All right, so that's what I'm looking forward to the most, honestly. I want to see how Will Hobbs does in his uh, match. I want to see if Darby shows up. Okay, here's it. here it is. So, Late Night Dynamite is Wednesday the 23rd, but it's only Wednesday the 23rd because it's 12 in the fucking morning on the 23rd. And then they have their regular episode on the 23rd also at the normal time. So, so basically, Tuesday, Tuesday, okay, Tuesday night, night for the one-hour thing, and then regular on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. It's fucking weird. So we, right. get an extra, we get an extra hour of AEW this week. That's awesome. So why are they doing the one-hour thing, though? It's probably just fucking being rewarded for being awesome. Fuck if I know. Being what rewarded gonna... with the fucking show at midnight on yeah, a but, Tuesday? But people are going to already be up watching. Well, I mean, yeah, on a Tuesday, I get it. I get what you're saying. But, yeah, fucking, you're already, a lot of people are already going to be up watching that game. Mm. Yeah. 
we'll see. It's just it's just a little bonus hour thing, and it's already taped. It's not like they have to stay up for that long. It's not like the wrestlers are staying up that long. But they're good. More content, man. That's all that matters. We'll see what happens. Maybe they're testing out different things and seeing what they want to do with that second show that everybody's been talking about. Anything else that you're looking up, uh, looking forward to besides G1, obviously? I just, I mean, honestly, I was looking at the G1 stuff last night, and that shit runs through the end, like the late October. They've got 19 dates. They've already had their first one, so there's 18 more G1 events through October 19th, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a lot of shit to watch. A lot of New um, Japan, and that means a lot of New Japan's going to be making this damn top 20 list a lot higher. They're going to yeah. be climbing this list big time. Yeah, and you know what? The nice thing the nice thing about watching it is it feels like a proper wrestling show because they've got the full audience now, too. So yeah. I'll definitely be more inclined to watch that than I will be some of this other stuff. I agree. Um, Raw and SmackDown are practically off my list at this point. I mean, I'm literally just covering it. I'm speed running through this stuff, bro. Yeah, I and mean, there's a lot of days too. I, you know, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh yeah, Raw was last night. Maybe I'll I'll throw that on in the background while I'm doing other shit in the morning, because I wake up at 9:15 every morning to be up in time to watch the stock market when it opens at 9:30. So, but while that's going on, like unless I'm got active positions in anything, like I don't need to be watching watching it. So I sometimes I'll just throw on like little clips of Raw or whatever. I'll I'll try to catch it from like the the on-demand shit from one of my services. Um, but I, I, there's a lot of times, you know, there's like a, a bullshit match or some promo I don't care about or like whatever. I'm just like, skip, skip. Like, cause like, you already know, I don't, there's nothing Corbin's going to say <laughs> in a promo where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to watch that. No, I'm just going to skip to the end of that. And right. it's, again, we've talked about this before. I don't have anything against Corbin. I think he's a good wrestler. I just don't like the way they're using him. Correct. And it's just, there's, there's nothing compelling that, you know, they're going to have him say where I'm like, oh, this changes the fucking game. Um, like, I'll watch some of the Big E stuff from SmackDown or whatever. But yeah, man, like, I'm I'm not, I'm definitely not sitting here watching three hours of Raw, ever. Or two hours of SmackDown, ever. It's legit just like, okay, does this match matter for one of the stories they're telling? Yes, I'll watch it. Correct. Oh. You, want, you know what would have been awesome? Like, if, if the stars had aligned and you could... Maneuver whoever you wanted around. What a maneuver! I would love to have seen. There's two things I would have could I would have loved to have done with Corbin. One, when he still had the long hair and he was the lone wolf character and stuff, and he came up. Him and Alistair Black would have been a fantastic tag team. You would have the big bruiser guy. You would have Alistair Black being the fucking striker guy that does some of the flying stuff. They both got all the tattoos. They both fucking lone wolf style characters. Been fucking mm. awesome. The other thing I would have liked to have done with Corbin is, like, pluck him out of WWE, put him in AEW in Sean Spears' current role, or even with Sean Spears as his ultimate tag team partner uh, finding when he was doing that storyline with Tully Blanchard where he was trying to find the perfect tag team partner. I think that would have been awesome, too. And Spears and Corbin are friends in real life, so it would have worked out big time. I love how his, his perfect tag team partner ended up being, I just won't be in a tag team, let's bring in FTR. Yeah, yeah. my perfect <laughs> tag team partner is the tag team of FTR. Yes, yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so those were the two things I would have loved to have seen if I could redo history with Corbin. I think mm. Corbin with a mic in AEW would be awesome. Yeah. Compared to the shit that he's just given to read or memorize. He's, in he's real good at shit-talking by himself. 
He just, yeah, you see what he does on social media to people. Lights yeah. them up. So. He just sucks at up. My favorite thing is when somebody posts something and he just posts their picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him, him, and M- him, and, him and MJF are like the king of that. Yeah, move. MJF does that too. Yeah. yeah. And it's always the same type of picture too. The Like a fat-faced dude, like really close to the camera. It's so funny. Like... Looks that's what makes it. That's slow. what makes it funny. That's mm-hmm. what makes it funny is because it's always the same type of picture being taken. Like they just realize how to take their first selfie type deal. Yeah, he can't do that shit with mine. I'm handsome. <laughs> handsome Rusev. Yeah. You're like <laughs> you don't see me going around telling myself, calling myself handsome Rusev. No, we get it. You're big. You're big cast. You're big E. You don't see me going around calling myself handsome Rusev. <laughs> that's, your, that's still one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life on a promo. That shit was so good. Uh, they still call him. They still for the longest time afterward on um on like Reddit threads and stuff. And we could just call him Handsome Rusev. Yeah, they should. I don't know how you don't run with that after that promo. WWE miss big time on that. Handsome Miro like, would be a great thing on. Probably because it, it undermines the point he was making. Because <laughs> then he would be going around calling himself that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's funny. Uh, okay, so that's the show for you guys today. Hopefully you join us again next week. We'll go over some more of the G1, including this morning's G1, which was insane. The one match I will tell you, if you're not a big New Japan guy, but you want to know what I'm talking about, it's Naito versus Tanahashi. And I don't know what one you were thinking, because you said there was really two, but that one stood out, obviously, to me the most. What was the other one that you liked? Evil versus, uh... Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the, I don't it's like not, the ending. It's, yeah, it's not just the ending, it's... I I can't get I can't watch a New Japan show I, and I don't know if it's because you know I'm starting to get like you where I'm watching it more and I'm starting to understand their culture but now I'm starting to get pissed off when there's a bunch of interference if that makes sense like yeah. no I'm tired of it <laughs> and I don't like fucking stop interfering evil don't need no fucking interference against Zack Saber Jr. bro Apparently so yeah so I know shut up I don't like the ending either it was a good match I'll give you that it was a good match. If that was like in WWE or AEW, I mean, I probably would have liked it more just because of that style of wrestling. But yes, I, I think I'm just watching maybe too much New Japan now, where I'm like towards like leaning. Like if I'm turning into New Japan, I'm expecting a certain style. So now I know why Bullet Club was so hated and shit like that. Yeah, um, I mean, it really is just like a Bullet Club thing, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I get I, it. The, the big problem with the G1 this year, to me honestly, is just that there's no Master Wado, and I don't know how I can take it seriously if they don't have the best wrestler. In the G1. All right, that's that's good for today. That's good. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Why are you hating on Master nah, Wado, bro? All right, that's that's it. I, please join us next week, and also stay tuned to the YouTube channel as well because I'm getting my pro wrestling crate. It's already been shipped. I should have it probably Monday or Tuesday. Um, and just like this show, it will have no motherfucking Master Wado in it. Fuck Master Wado. Thank you. Good I don't know night. what's gonna be in that crate. It's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs>